Will someone please think of the children? Sit down, Sweet Joes. Welcome, everyone, to the Three Joes and a Mic podcast, and on this week's episode, we're going to be thinking about the kids. There's some crazy stuff going on here in Ontario, and we just want to talk about it because nobody's really thinking about the kids. Please think of the children! It's the union versus the government, and things just keep getting out of hand. Let us know what you think, and here we go. So again, welcome everyone to the Three Joes and a Mic podcast. And like I said in the intro, this week we're going to be talking about the kids, the school system, the government, contracts, unions. It's cr- it's crazy what's going on. There's a lot of beefing going on between everybody, and it's just unfair. It's just unfair. So on this week we got my good friend Nick, who ha- is, he participates in the school sectors, and he just uh, he's here to give his insight. Then obviously we got the OG Joe and up here. What's up? Welcome back, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Yeah. Where were you last week? You don't want to know. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Okay. That's gross. Nick, what's going on with you, man? Welcome to the show. Welcome, Nick. Uh, thank you for inviting me. I really uh, appreciate you guys having me here. No sweat. You were the first one we thought about when we had to talk about this. So, so welcome. So just to give the, the listeners and the viewers just a quick background on what's going on is, as I keep saying... Uh, the teachers are doing these things called rotating strikes where a different union, I guess, or a different board goes on strike um, for one day at a specific time and they give well advance, they give a week or so advance and they just shut down the school. They don't do any extracurricular activities and they just leave parents high and dry, in my opinion, uh, taking care of their kids. But the reason they're doing it is because they're asking for more things from the government the government's not budging they don't want to pay for their benefits and they don't want to do this that and the other thing who knows there's a lot of backdoor deals we don't know but i don't know what are your guys thoughts about that for me i'm kind of in the middle i see why it's going on it's a union versus government sort of thing like i said but for the most part i think it's nonsense i don't know what are your thoughts you think it's nonsense i think so okay why do you think it's nonsense well if if the, I see what the teacher's issue is. Okay? What's so, the issue, Joey? What do you think? Well, I issue? think the issue is that they, they need more funds. They need more the smaller class sizes. They need things like that in order to do their job properly, which is completely fair. Being a teacher is a hard job. Like Agreed. You, ha- you have to deal Agreed. with some snotty, shitty kids, and you got to make sure they learn and they're the future of the, of the province in this case. And I, it's nonsense. To that point, not only do you have to deal with the shitty kids, but you have to make sure the you know, you, you nurture the good kids. Well, that's the point of being a teacher. Right. You have to, you have to get a curriculum mm-hmm. that's judged. I don't know. Maybe Nick could testify this. You got to get a curriculum that's from somebody. Somebody makes this curriculum and you got to more or less go in from the guidelines and you have to teach these, the, the children to be the best they could be, whether they're shitty or not. It doesn't make a difference. It's your job as a teacher to get them. So part of the, Part of the reason is because the, they want to increase the class sizes, but is it really going to make a difference from 25 to 30 or 25 to 
27. Well, before we get there, Nick, Nick, I just want to see what, what's your perspective on what do you think the, the issue is here? I mean, a lot of the issues uh, is the cuts. You know, we, we're cutting class, we, we're cutting jobs. There's been a lot of teachers' jobs that's been cut. And we talk, we think about teachers, but there's also a lot of educators there. So a lot of child and youth workers, social workers, occupation t- occupational therapists who are important to the school sector and, and students learning. Uh, we think of reg- classroom and we think of, you know, a classroom, a regular classroom, but we don't think of classroom with students who have to, uh, who have autism or, you know, uh, well, a learning obviously, disability. There's a lot of different people out there. Like it's not just teachers in these unions. There's, there's a really wide net of people that are, like I said before, are yeah. teaching the next generation, right. right? So, like, do they deserve a pat on the back? No doubt. But is the cuts, like, they already have a lot. Like, how much easier do you want your job to get? I'm sorry. I, I, I don't understand what, what you mean by we have a lot. We are here to educate the children of the future. And if you're not going to give us what we need to, to help that, then we have to fight for. But how much do you need? You already have you already have everything you need, in my opinion. Well, I, I you think, don't think so. I I think what they're asking for is what they had last school year, the end last contract that ended in August thirty first. Okay. And the government has, has cut so much that we said if we can claw back classroom sizes to what they were, we will stop the strike, right? So what was the number? Out of curiosity. In terms of classroom size, classroom I think sizes, it was about yeah. 20, 25 to 1. And what are they now? Uh, they're closer to 30. So five kids is going to make a difference. Uh, when those five kids might have a learning disability and you can't reach those well, five grant, kids. Well, that's granted. It's fine. Fair enough. But like, don't they have, go into special programs and stuff like that? Not, not anymore. They don't. Really? Not anymore. Well, yeah, he's, he's, he's already cut back on, on, on the, the autism and then he had to claw that he, back. meaning our premier, uh, Mr. Mr. Ford. Mr. Doug Ford. Okay. Uh, Unfortunately, it's getting, it's getting a serious conversation, guys. Here, like, let's loosen up a little bit here, eh? But well, it, it's absolutely right. Like, it is a serious discussion. Well, it can be because will someone please think of the children? Yeah, well, well, thank Damn. you. Yeah. Um, but See, Nick, my, my, okay, go ahead. Sorry, Joey. I just had a like my question. My the first problem I have with this situation is why do the contracts end at the beginning of the school year? When kids are gearing up to go to school, why don't they end at the end of the school year? And then you have two or three months to negotiate a deal over the summer. That is that's Fair one point. of the biggest questions that I have is why not have that? And the only the only answer I can think of is just purely out of leverage. 100% agree. The teachers don't have if it's not at the beginning of the year. Well, these contracts are negotiated between the unions and the provincial government. Now, it's up to the government and the teachers to say, hey, I want this contract to end on a certain date. It's not the unions that saying, hey, we're going to end it on August 31st. It's also under provincial government. So what you're saying is more or less convenient. Part of it is convenience. I mean, uh, if you want to affect change, you, ha- you have to do it where it inconvenience someone. Now, we don't want to inconvenience the students because obviously we're in education because we want to help these students to become the best Agree. student that he or she can be. Agree. However, we want to make sure that our working conditions are the best that they can be as well. I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I for I have to agree with my co-host on this one. Like, why can't you guys strike in the summer? 
You're not going to... It's because when everybody wants to go up to Muskoka and sit on the dock, nobody's going to be striking then. They're going to be striking when the school year is going on. I'm sorry, but which which challenge youth worker or... Uh... You know, occupation, no, no come on. Teachers make have a cottage. Well, with, with respect, He's, like we're talking, I think my co host over here is talking about teachers. And the well, at the beginning, we did say that there's a wide net of people that right. are affected by this, which there, is fair. A, I, there's a lot of occupations, a lot of different people in different jobs who are in in these unions, right? So, right. so it's not just the teachers, teachers' unions, as, as people like to say. As I recently learned, it it's, is, it's, it, it's a wide net of different right. occupations and different people who make different amounts of money. Uh huh. Yeah. Now, teachers, I'm not going to lie, teachers do make a very significant amount of money. Right. Uh, once they've been in the job for a long time, they can be hitting six figures. Mm-hmm. But not everybody's hitting six figures, mm-hmm. right? You got to think of those, some true. people who are making way less, sometimes half of that, and they have to, you know, carry on a job and a mortgage just like everyone one else. Fair. Now, Fair point. We, we look. We look at uh, the increase that uh, was proposed by the provincial government of one uh, percent, and it came out yesterday in a, a briefing from the premier Doug Ford mm-hmm. that he's not going to give anything less, anything more than than one percent. Now, inflation in Ontario has been gone up two percent, mm-hmm. yet he's only willing to give one percent. Mm-hmm. You do the math. Well, yeah, if I, we, if we, I we're can, educators. No, you do yeah. the math. Well, I can if I can relate it to my own thing. I I agree with you. I think for me, I got a uh, I got a three percent raise over five years. So what does that work out to be? Like one point two five percent every year. What is that? That's, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm terrible at numbers. Now, if we had teach the kids right. and cut not, the plastic sizes we, wouldn't, we, we, might have, we might have been able to reach you joe <laughs> he was the he was the 30th kid in the class That's for sure he, I he was. didn't get a chance there. no i didn't i was but, no 26 man oh, sorry, 26. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there there are I, I that's a good point that Nick raises over here is that there are there's a wide range of different occupations yeah so like with like like i'm my in my knowledge in my notes here it says Teachers on average in Ontario yeah. in elementary make ninety thousand a year. Right, it, they make ninety three thousand a year in high schools. Come right? on, the starting salary for a teacher in Ontario is around sixty thousand. Come on, correct. Sixty thousand dollars a year. That's incorrect. No, what's the number though? That's about forty five. Stop. We need a fact check. This is this is numbers that I'm pulling from the Ontario government. That's been given to them by the unions. No. You said so reputable numbers. This numbers coming from the Ontario government. From that's given to them by the unions. Uh, that's incorrect. A new teacher they don't start at, at sixty thousand. They start at forty five. Okay. Well, we'll have to fact check that one. We'll have to fact check that one. If you go, if you're out there, you're a teacher in Ontario or anywhere, actually, just hit us up on the gram. Let us know what you think about that number. I, I I'll be honest with you. Whether it's forty five or sixty, okay. But you can argue that in five years they're going to be making a hundred, not five. Oh, uh, ten okay. years, round ten, ten, ten to fine. twelve years. Yeah. There's teachers. We have this thing in Ontario called I think it's Canada or Ontario called a Sunshine List. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you guys are familiar with that. And it's basically every public sector worker or employee that makes over a hundred thousand dollars, they have to be posted on this list. And when I cruise through it, because there's interest in it, I see a lot of teachers there. A lot of professors too. I mean, it's not it's not part of this discussion, but there's a lot of university and uh, apples and oranges. Now you can argue who has the harder job, 
professors or high school definitely teachers? high school teachers 100 sure, percent agree with you no no i'm i'm just saying that there are all i had a lot of professors myself and there's a lot of them who make over 100k yeah. that's a different discussion but right. i just education okay. so okay in there so what do you, so nick if i may so what do you think is the issue in regards to this uh this rolling strike so it's just no negotiations no communication or is one being stubborn and the other one's being stubborn and they just don't want to meet in the middle obviously the union's ready to negotiate at the bargaining table and, easy you know, easy that's not what we heard on the news and, and what have you heard on the news uh, apparently they haven't had any discussions since the 19th of december and who's who who do you think is not making that happen that it takes two to tango right the, the, the unions are willing to negotiate. However, the Ontario government is not willing to come to the table to negotiate. Okay. so let me, That's alleged, but I'll take your word for it. So let me, let me if, if I may, I just want to bring it. When the previous government was in power. The liberal government. Liberal government. <laughs> you okay over there? You, you're right? What? Are you okay? Which government? The liberal government. That's <laughs> <laughs> When they were in power, and then the last contract came up, I think it was 2014, I believe. That one came up, and the one before that, and the one before that. Um, were there similar issues, or were they addressed? Uh, they're different issues. They were different issues. Uh, definitely, there were a lot of things that was able to be hashed out at the bargaining table. Uh, there wasn't a strike, so obviously the, the, the government at the time was able to sit down with the unions and, you know, negotiate the problem now with the current government is that they're not willing to negotiate they're willing to negotiate in the media now uh steven lecce or whatever his name is uh i have very little respect for this uh gentleman all he's talking about is two percent two percent two percent now this is not milk we're talking about here (laughs) right yeah uh because or in the words of don cherry milk and honey Sure, we'll, uh, we'll take that analogy. You people, you people. No, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. All right. Um, all he's talking about is 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 the wage increases. Now, the but there's union, more to the story. There is definitely more to the okay, story. Okay, so go on. So the the union president has said that we're willing to stay in the classroom and not have these rolling strikes uh, weekly if he's willing to take to claw back on the classroom sizes. But the the union, all he's saying that. We're negotiating based on two percent. They said that well, if you claw back the classroom sizes to what they were at the previous contract, we'll ne- we'll sit at the negotiating table and negotiate and keep the teachers in the classroom. He hasn't been able to to do to do that, so that's why that's one of the reasons why we're having these, these rolling, rolling strikes. Rolling strikes. So the the issue of the class sizes, if it's twenty two versus twenty five or twenty five versus twenty eight, whatever whatever it may be. I mean, I was in a class. We were in classes. I don't know, Joey. Maybe I was like in split classes. Upwards but, of. Well, up, that's not in high school though. High school is different ballgame. That's mostly elementary. Yeah, that's yeah, elementary. Like up, upwards of like 30, 30 students or so. It I also depends. It also depends on on, on, the, on the class that you're teaching, right? Like math and English, the core subjects. How can you, you teach a student who, or a class who might be struggling with math? You know, integers or Pythagorean theorem. When you know half the kids doesn't understand what's going on, mm-hmm. and half of them might have IEPs where they need a, you know special support. They may not have support system because hey, there's already cuts made by said conservative government. 
And no, this is I, why this I agree is just, with that. That's a that's a very valid point. Like you could have you could have the bigger classes, but if you have a spillover program where if the the kid or a young man or young woman, whatever you want to call it, the the person, if they could spill over and they could find extra help throughout the school, that could be a, a very good compromise. But I agree with you. They cut that back. They don't have that anymore. So now everybody's in one class. And it's up to that teacher and potentially a helper to to teach that class. If there's a helper. Right, if. Sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. If, yeah. How many How many per school? Is there a number? Uh, at the school I, I, I used to be familiar with, there were two for the school. And that was an, in a specialized program. And then for the school as a whole, mm-hmm. anyone who was uh, identified with an IEP, which is an individual education plan, yeah. Uh, it was one for for said high school. Right. Now, in that school, there's over 300 kids with an IEP. And how so, can you? Sorry, reach... what's exactly an IEP? So it's a a document. It's a legal document that okay. is created for each student who might have uh, some sort of learn. It doesn't necessarily have to be a learning dif- uh, disability. disability. It's a difficulty. Uh, it could be a challenge. challenge. It could be yeah. someone where who need, you might need a computer because you can't write in your hand. It could be as simple as that. True. You might need a hearing aid. You might need, instead of uh, writing notes down, you get it photocopied for you. So it all depends on each student. And it's catered to that student. Extra time on tests. Extra time yeah. on tests. All those. Yeah. Now, teachers have to accommodate those because that's a legal document. Right. Now, if you have 50, like I was saying, if you have 15 kids in a class and 15 of them might have an IEP. The teacher have to accommodate those. Now you add, you know, twenty five. We're talking twenty five being the number, and you add another five, and five have IEPs. How are you going to accommodate those students? It's going to be difficult. And that's that's I what agree we. With you. Now that that could be your child, Joe. That could be your child, Joe. Hmm. <laughs> See what he did there? Yeah, we're both Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was good. No, but you're absolutely right. That those are great points. I yeah, think the biggest issue um, with with parents and people out there is that we feel like me speaking on behalf of parents is that we feel that teachers and teachers union and boards are using the kids as the leverage. And yes. I think we touched that earlier in the, in the pod here. It's where the timing is very difficult The you know, the childcare, well, like but, when you have these strikes and things like that. To, to your point, Joey, sorry. It's okay. But um, next week or the week after I think is high school exams. Okay. And there's going to be a strike. Okay. So it, exams start for for semester school. Exam starts next week, right? And some schools will be the week. So after. we're gonna be possibly heading into a full blown strike, mm-hmm. or there's gonna be days of strikes <laughs> leading up to exams when students should be asking their teachers for help. Oh, what am I gonna study for the exams? Should be exam preps. Fair. And instead, we're talking about a strike. Now, if that's not leverage, I don't know what is. It's definitely a distraction. Because and the, and the other thing is, we want to talk about timing. Nobody wanted to go to strike. At uh, Christmas time, nobody wanted to go to strike. No, but we brought that up already. Break. Like the timing is bullshit. But f- what what he's saying is that's it's it's a legality thing. It's a paperwork thing. It just turns out conveniently. But in, it's too convenient. It's too convenient. Con- I, I agree with opinion, that. It's, Nick, it's, I know what you're saying. It's, it's too, too much of a coincidence. It's too much of a coincidence. Too much of a coincidence. Do you think the teachers want to be? On a picket line in the middle of January? No, but they also do want a two percent raise. They want a two percent raise. We have said that we would sit down at the negotiation. Allegedly, to- I, I don't have anybody. Let him talk. Let I don't have. No, I can't because I don't. We don't have anybody here to counter his point. We're both not in that system. 
And you get new information from Stephen Lecce, who all he talks about is two percent. Every time he he steps in front of a mic for yes. for for a yes, you fair know, point. A sound bite, okay, continue. All he talks about is two percent. You're right. Yeah. My now, apologies. If he, if he can bring some 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 facts other than two percent, right? I'd, I'd listen to him. Mm-hmm. He went to. Let me give you some facts about Stephen Lecce. He okay. went to private school. How is someone who went to a private school is our education minister? Fair. He has no nothing to talk about public system. Mm-hmm. You, Joe. Either of you have a better chance, in my opinion, of being education minister because you've gone to the public system. You understand the public system. That's a fair point. Now, fair look, point. Can, I, can I ask on a side on a sidebar? Is he better or worse than the previous minister? Uh, was her name Lisa Thompson? Because there, there was some stuff going on there. The problem with a lot of these ministers is that they're elected, just like when you go to the polling station to elect someone and then they're appointed by the premier as that minister yeah now they may not have any previous background in education yeah. or in that area of uh education of education yeah, they're not an education finance or whatever department yeah. yeah but they're just appointed they're, they're just like, appointed hey like hey i think you're gonna do a good job running foreign affairs well what are you talking about i haven't even talked to anybody <laughs> along ever, i worked at a know? car wash i yeah, don't know what I you're know, talking exactly, about exactly right and and that's part of yeah. the problem, right? Now, yeah. But again, like I was about to say before, I rudely interrupted you. Is the thing is with me is it's the le- it's the leverage for the kids. Listen, have your rotating strikes. I support that because you're making a statement. I got you. But cutting extracurricular programs, doing your strikes between exam time, um, things of that nature. I don't think that's cool because ultimately the kids. Again, the name of the podcast is someone thinks of the children. The kids are the ones that are getting penalized, and that's not cool. That's not cool, not just from the teachers' union and the board, that from the government. If everybody, if everybody thought of the kids, this would have been rectified months ago. It would have been rectified before the contract came to expire, you know. And ultimately, it's not a. It's it's. Everybody says, "Oh, well, we're going to try our best to teach the kids, and we're going to do the kids and this, that, and the children, whatever, whatever." That's all bullshit. In my opinion, it's bullshit. You want to do the best yep. job you can. I got it. The government wants to save their money. I got it. But ultimately, who's getting it's, who's getting the short end of the stick? The union looks out for their members, and the government looks out for their priorities. Like that's just it's that's the way it facts. is. That's, that's the way just it is. The way it is. I'm in a union too, right? So I get it's the it. The way it is. And the, the the problem, my problem is everybody's pretending to care about. Maybe not. Pre- I know. I know well, this, the teachers care, care about yeah. the teachers care about the kids. Right. The union bosses need to get what they need to get, and they, I don't want to say pretend, but they pretend to care about. The what kids, are your thoughts for lack of a that? better so term? So first of all, I want to correct you. Tell me, uh, there has been no extracurricular cuts from teachers. There has been none. Sports you, and after school. You should call the news then and t- set them straight because the news is all over that. Uh, at all the schools, all the extracurriculars are happening. There's sports happening right now. There. I believe there's no sports because of exams happening. So there's okay. a period that's called moratorium where there can't be any sports where this is where the students kind of focus on their studies and exams so that they can be the, get the best mark possible, especially for students who are looking forward to going to, uh, you know, college or university or uh, some sort of trades in the, in, in September. Mm-hmm. So 
so, sorry. So shut up, Joe. So shut up, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I'm just, uh, you're right. I don't have any of the facts here. I'm just talking from the heart. That's what the Joe's, average Joe's you're an of average, this do. I'm an average Joe. Joe. I'm talking here. from the heart. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing on the news and what I'm hearing through other parents and other friends. So from what I understand is there's no extracurriculars, but... There are extracurriculars. There? Well, that's great. And, and, and that's teachers, amazing. The teachers don't want to to give up extracurricular because then they, they'll kind of get the parents against them. And they, they don't want that to happen because if the parents are against them, then they really have no leg to stand on. Well, right? maybe another example, maybe to Joey's point here, would be to uh, on report cards, they're not writing comments. That's correct. So they could be saying, oh, so and so has a D. So and so has a D in uh, in reading. Yeah, reading comprehension, but we're not going to explain why. So good luck finding that out. Well, you can always email. Wait till a, I get my contract. You, you can always go email a teacher, or you can you can go in and speak to a teacher. However, teachers are not putting those comments on report cards. But what does that prove? That, what would it take kids, to put a yeah. sentence on the freaking report card? You're spiting the children. How are we spiting the children? Because you're 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 like, hey, Johnny, you really suck at reading, but we're not going to tell you why. Yeah, it's not on the report card, but that comment still gets home to the parents. If the parents but want it's to not know, not documented. So I think so it, it yeah. could be it could be flu- it could be manipulated, so to speak, where the teacher tells the kid, the kid goes home, tells his parents. Hey, you know, Mr. So-and-so told me I suck at reading because I don't apply myself. Well, apply yourself, Johnny. And then he gets the beats from his father. Like, what? Like, hello? Well, if it's not pro- it's not written down, what are the parents supposed to say? They're just, it's a word of mouth, broken telephone. See, if, if Joey had listened in class. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Got him again. I, yeah, I'm just going to go to the pit. <laughs> Skip forth, forget it. <laughs> yeah, you guys laughed. No joke. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, uh, but still, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know, Nick. I, I get you, man. I get you. Like, I yeah, honestly, like, I, we feel you. We feel the pain. The the government shit too. Like, no doubt. I don't know how this clown got involved. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Open for business is a great expression, but. Open for what type of business? But well, that's the thing. Like, who is like? Is uh, it... I, I, I I know that's a topic for another day. Yeah. But I I believe they're open for business because they wanted to to have uh, other businesses coming in and doing online classes to oh, take away teachers' that's jobs. True, right? that's, that's another, another one. Point. Yeah, why? Uh, why? What's up? It's... What's up with the online classes? It's... You guys all went to school regularly. You sat down in a classroom and you learned. You know, you wrote notes and yep. you asked questions. Yep. Yeah. On, now, on no electronics. I know it's electronics. Course, now, yes. you're taking that class online. Yeah. I've taken university classes online. And it's trying to get a hold of your professor to answer a question or concern that you may have. You know, it's pulling teeth. Mm-hmm. And these are high school students. Now, how, how can our schools now going to go online? That's eliminated even more jobs. Now these are the cuts that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. No more cuts. No, no but what do they? What do they? What does he expect the kids to do? To to sign up for an online yeah. class? Like, but That's, is but who makes these classes? The, go- the, the, the board, the well, government, even worse. Well, the set, government they, they they're gonna it. you know, bid a con have a bids and companies are gonna set up classes for a geography class, a, a law class, a history class, and you learn online. You mm-hmm. never have to step a foot in into yeah. a school again. That's probably where society's going, anyways. It's going where that like everything's via webcam. 
but you should you know, be forced to do that that's like an elective that's something like you do for summer school or something but that's yeah. one of the things like that's complete bullshit like why are you gonna man mandate two yeah fair online courses what if you don't even own a computer like who knows right mm-hmm. now would you want your kids to learn online fuck no no exactly I just broke my own rule here on the podcast, but go ahead. Let's keep keep going here. And, and these are some of the things that we were asking for, and we're not getting. But because yeah. we can't go to the negotiating table to, to bargain the way that we should. I'm not cool with those online classes. I, I think that some kids don't learn like that. Like, I wasn't a kid that could sit down in front of a computer and, you know, read a document or even a slideshow, whatever, pictures even. And then do a test. Like, I'm not that kind of person. I need to sit down yeah. and apply myself and listen to somebody that teach me what they know. There's different type of learners. And, and that's where, you know, student with an IEP, yeah. you, you learn. Because some people are visual learners. Yeah. Some people are auditory learners. Yeah, now, you, you want to drop, put some, them all drop this, some knowledge on you us. You can't put them in the same classroom and expect, expect them to learn the same way. Some people learn by actually doing, right? That's why, you know, there's kids for auto shop or wood shop or, mm-hmm. you know, tech design, music. How are you going to do those courses online? Mm-hmm. Great point. Good point. Great point. What are the any idea what the uh, the types of learning are? I think one is visual, auditory, auditory, which is hearing. Yeah, and uh, I believe is doing probably like with your hands. Yes, kinesthetic. I believe kinesthetic. I might be wrong about that, but is there is there young people again? I don't want to call them kids because they're more or less students, at, students, young adults. Students. That can learn all three of those ways? They are. But however, there's always one that's dominant. Mm-hmm. And, and, and normally, the, the students who go to university are the ones who can listen to something and they can they can learn it. Now, the, the, the students who don't get to go to university, those are the ones who kind of do things with, mostly do things with their hands. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, so, real, real quick, let's go. I wanted to just ask your opinions, like. You think this is going to a full-blown teacher strike? Let's go. Nick, what do you think? You know what? We don't want to go to... I, I know for sure they don't want to go for a full-blown strike. Of course. Especially in the winter months. Like, I, I don't think that the unions are, are thinking positively in terms of going forward with a, these job actions in the winter months. Um, because teachers don't want to be on a picket line in their gloves and scarves and mitts and jackets. Uh, however, if they were to do a full blown strike, they would be forced back by the provincial government. Hmm. Eventually, yeah. I, would I didn't say, know that. Yeah. Yeah, didn't that happen before? Actually, come to think of it, didn't that happen yeah, before? That did, in like that did the, happen. Yes, the early two thousands. Yes, where they did go on a long strike, and there's like, hey, go back to work, because I think they, at the time they were deemed an essential service. Ah, true. So. Who knows? I, I really hope it doesn't go to a full-blown strike. It could. It quite possibly could. I, I, I know I didn't mention this, but I think with the different uh, boards that are striking, uh, there's really no, there isn't a big impact on the high schools going on strike. Right. But I think there's a bigger impact that the elementary, elementary schools are going schools. on strike because mm-hmm. now the parents have to find daycare. Yeah. Now, the government has, provincial government has said, we will uh, provide you with some funding for childcare. Yeah. However, it's going to cost the provincial government $48 million to pay these parents per day. So why not just give the teachers that money? Joe, you answer that question. Let's think about the kids. It's like, think about the children. <laughs> you want to talk about some bullshit? Yeah, that's some real bullshit. 
So that's good, man. So uh, final food for thought. Ultimately, ah, man, I can't say it enough, man. Will someone please think of the children? I think that, I think that the teachers and the ECEs and the assistants and everybody in the circle of the teachers unions and the boards I think they have a right to do what they're doing I think they're going about it the wrong way and I think it's the up to the government to say hey listen we're for the people we were elected for the people we should sit down and we should shut our mouths and open our pockets so having said that appreciate you guys listening to this week's episode about the kids and uh, hit us up hit us up to see what you think if any teachers out there definitely hit us up please I'm dying to know what you think Enjoy the show and enjoy your week. So we really appreciate you guys listening this week. It's just unions versus government, political warfare, and the kids are in the middle. If you want to get in touch and uh, you like the episode that you just heard, uh, hit us up at the Three Joes. On our Instagram at the Three Joes and on our Twitter at the Three Joes. I'm gonna leave you with a quote from a famous politician, John F. Kennedy. Children are the world's most valuable resource and its best hope for the future. <laughs>